Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. All right, part two of the God conundrum. Now I'm warning you, <laughs> I'm on a strict time limit so we can start with that town hall right after service. So I might have to split it up in another two, right? So we might have a part three, so we'll just see how it goes. But just to remind you, conundrum is confusing, means confusing, and it's a difficult problem or question that we're dealing with. And it's probably fair to say when we talk about God, it's often just like that, right? And we started that journey last week, a couple of weeks ago, and looked through the lens of what do the principles tell us that we teach in unity. Like the first principle, there's only one presence. And then we looked at just a few examples, there's many more, of monotheistic ideas or theologies. Monotheistic meaning there is only one presence and one God, right? Didn't go into pluralistic or polyistic or anything like that. We just stayed with what most of our are very comfortable and have grown up with. So we reviewed the different models, and you see on top just some examples like Christianity, Islam, and Judaism look at a theistic model that sees God separate from the universe. And then the others from Hinduism, some of the schools in Hinduism, Taoism, to Sufism, Baiism, and Unity, we have pantheism, panentheism, which looks more like either God and the universe being the same, or God being beyond the universe, but the universe is included. No separation at all. And so, when we look at the principle number two, then we can say that the three on the right, pantheism, panentheism, and process relational panentheism, they all reflect oneness. So if you think of Taoism or Confucianism or even Shintoism, where, there, where nature is a big part of their religion and their philosophy, then there is a lot this mystical idea of that nature and I are one. That's like when we go out in nature and we take a deep breath, we take a break from life, and we feel just different. We feel like we're really right into it. We become part of the universe. That's kind of that idea of oneness. And unity is certainly part of that. So principle number one says one God. Principle number two says oneness. We are that. No difference. No separation. Okay? Now, of course, there's a difference. We're not walking around and saying, I am God, and I'm the only God, and you're all my you know, subordinates. That's not what we're talking about. We're just claiming a little bit more of a connection with God through that oneness. What makes 
Unity and Baha'ism and some other religions who describe to the one on the right that's hard to pronounce but has that infinity symbol that connects God with the universe at all times. What makes that difference is the idea of co-creation. No one creates on their own. God does not create on its own, his own, her own, and we do not create on our own. It's a symbiotic relationship, one that cannot be severed. That's the idea. So oneness, yes, embraced by many religions, many theologies. Co-creation, we're going a little bit more narrower. And that is the claim that we have that is expressed then in the additional principles that we have. How we relate then matters. It matters from which theology we come from. It matters how we relate to God and how we connect with God when it comes to that creation aspect. Because if we don't believe that we have any power, like the little cell song, if the, every little cell in my body is happy, okay, if you've never done it when you're sick, it actually helps. That's being a creator, a co-creator. Use the potential of God, use the idea that there is an idea of perfect health and wholeness, and then we sing that reality into manifestation. How we relate matters. Because if we don't believe that that is possible, we will remain, which is perfectly fine belief, by the way, we will just remain separate. We will say the only way I can get healthy is through other means, through someone else doing the work, rather than us being part of that work and us finding a community that supports us in doing that work. Okay, don't run for the doors. A little bit of science here. And I'm not a physicist, so I will most likely butcher this really badly. <laughs> because I have to simplify something that's very complex to understand. But the reason why I'm bringing science in is because both, Mar uh, both Myrtle and Charles Fillmore, our co-founders, co-founders of Unity, believed in science. Especially Charles believed that science will eventually be able to prove what we believe in religion and spirituality. And something really interesting happened when it comes to that relationship, that infinity symbol that connects us with God. Right? Remember, God doesn't do anything on his, its own. We don't do anything on our own. It's a relationship that always is there. But how? What do we know in science? This is a representation of how a Higgs boson interacts with subatomic particles. Higgs boson is also called the God particle. Ever heard of the God particle? Okay. 
So a boson is a particle that's subatomic, which means it's smaller than an atom. And we have lots of particles in the world, even right now in this room, lots of those particles. But what makes this particle so special in comparison to other particles that we know, like electrons or photons, the ones that make up light, right? The boson particle is the one that makes mass possible. It's that one particle that by itself doesn't do much, but when combined with other particles, it starts to become solid. I'm not sure if you can see it. The Higgs boson, the Ga particle, is connected to Higgs field. Can you see those waves in the background? It's not very clear. There is waves. So the Higgs field is a field of particles that is throughout the entire universe. But it's a field that by itself doesn't do anything. Do you hear starting to see the connection? But it has the potential to give other fields and other particles mass. Make it materialistic. Move it into creation. That is what the Higgs field does, and that's what that particle that's connected to that Higgs field does. So let me give you an analogy. A Higgs boson is like the party of uh, the, you know, when you go into a party and you have 100 people, usually there's like one or two people that are like the life's, what is called the party of life, the life's party? Life of the party, thank you. <laughs> so it's the life of the party. But everyone else is kind of like, would be like me. That's how I am at party. I'm like standing in the corner waiting, right? Those are the electrons and photons that are standing in the corner waiting for something to happen. But the life of the party, they're dancing around, they're moving around, and then all of a sudden the photon, you know, I get interested and I walk up to the Higgs boson and I have a conversation, you know? So it's the Higgs boson that actually makes the conversation happen. If the Higgs boson wasn't there, the party would be dead. Everyone would just be like that. Don't know what to do. Electron, photon, whatever. But as soon as the photon or the electron or any other particle walks up to the Higgs boson, they have a pleasant conversation, the party starts, and then another particle comes up and talks to the Higgs boson, and they start talking, and then the other particles start talking to each other, and then atoms are created, and then all these atoms start talking to each other because the Higgs boson is such a great guy and this great gal, and get everyone excited, and then the universe starts existing. Make sense? Okay. So it's potential. The Higgs field is what we call in unity the infinite field of potential and possibility. That is the official definition that we have for God. The infinite field of potential and possibility. That's what it is. But it takes more than that, right? 
Because if the life of the party is just dancing around but not interacting with anyone, then nothing is really happening. The interaction is, impo is important for anything to happen in this world. Guess who is the electrons, the photons, and all that? Who, who are those? We are, right? We are the ones who have to come and use the life of the party to come into existence. We need to learn to find that potential of health and wholeness within us and make it happen. That's why we often say in unity that we humans are the activity of God. Because God is potential. He's not active on his, her, its own. But it becomes active and creation, the universe, because of us, individually as well as collectively. Okay? So that's what this means. We have the Higgs field, and then the Earth is created through that interaction. That is the science behind it. Everyone with me still? Okay. I have seven minutes and two seconds, so let's see. <laughs> well, I, I have a time, you know, I, I got to be told, you got to be done, okay? So, first two principles make, does that make sense? One God, and number two, we are that, not God itself, we're not the infinite field, but we are that, that we are part of that creation. And yeah, given it's mind-blowing to think about, well, how am I going to create the universe? And that's usually where we go, because we are scared to embrace the power that we truly have. So we need to start small. We need to start small with little things that we imagine and think can be possible within the realm of what we believe we can do, which is called faith. That's why we need faith in order to, for anything to happen. And now we move into the third principle, which I'm so glad Reverend Kelly Isola, who sometimes guest speaks for us, really shared with me. Basically, our five principles are only two principles and three practices. And this is the first practice. The third principle really is the first practice. And you see the word shape highlighted, which connects us back to the science. Our way of thinking and feeling shapes how we experience our life. So the way we think and feel about ourselves and others actively engages with that Higgs field that infinite potential and possibility and make stuff happen. The way we think and feel either gets the party going or lets it be a dud. That's up on us. That's the power we have, the power of choice and freedom. We have the freedom to choose and we have the power to choose and that's how we make stuff happen. Ultimately, 
we could make anything happen we ever want. Realistically, we are limited by our own limitations, judgments, pains, and worries. That's what limits us. When we say, oh, I can't do that. I can't be a great singer, right? So many of our music team started out believing that. Isn't that true? And slowly but surely, under the guidance and leadership of Larissa, they started tapping into a desire they had, and they didn't believe in the limitation and started to let go of the limitation, tapped into that field and bringing out that music more and more and more. They got those particles excited, photons, electrons, whatever is in the world, quarks and everything. They put them all together and threw it into that field and out of that field came great musicians, right? That's how this works. Very simple. We shape it through the way we think and feel. So ultimately, again, you can't really see it. In the back is the Higgs field, infinite field of potential and possibility, principle, God. We have the creation, our world, and we have the constant, infinite connection that never changes, always there, never stops. Even if we believe God has left us, even if we are in the darkest moments in our lives, that will never change. Which means that we always can change it. Which brings me to metaphysics and mysticism. Metaphysics is the study of being. Comes from Aristotle, metaphysica, Greek beyond the physical, the study of being. And mysticism is the computation of, union with, or absorption into God. Ultimately, metaphysics is the thinking faculty of spirituality, and mysticism is the feeling faculty of our spirituality. Principle three says our thinking and feeling are important. In fact, early Christians up until the whole Bible stuff happened, from Jesus' teachings into the 100s and 200s, was metaphysical and mystical. Because the early Christians understood metaphysically what Jesus' teachings were about. They didn't think literally. They saw him do it, but they understood it metaphysically, beyond the physical. The Father and I are one. They understood what that meant. That it's not just about Jesus, but about everyone that he talked to. A reminder of that infinite connection. The mystics, also early Christians were mystics because they were not satisfied with just understanding God, but they also wanted to experience God. They wanted to feel God. Both was and still is necessary for us to have a true experience. So metaphysics, in short, is the understanding of God. And mysticism is the experience of God. 
One cannot live without the other. We might resonate or gravitate toward the one more than to the other. But ultimately, it's just like the feeling and thinking. One cannot be without the other. If we drive toward thinking, not so much toward feeling, we will find lack somewhere. If we drive toward feeling, but not so much thinking, we will find lack somewhere. Only the harmony works, which we often call wisdom, the perfect mother-father-God principle. Mother-God cannot exist without Father-God. Mother-God, the feeling nature, the mystical nature that we all have, Father-God, the thinking nature, the understanding nature, which we all have. That is what principle three, or the first practice, is telling us. We must do both. And with that, I'll leave you a little teaser for next week. Because my time's up, and we need some time for meditation, don't you think? Okay. You're still with me? I don't see anyone sleeping yet, so that's wonderful. Okay. So let's take a moment in meditation. And allow this reality to become present within our hearts and minds perfectly. Check in with ourselves, whether there is something that is stirred up in a positive, negative way. But then let that go and just come at peace. Allow that peace to resonate. Allow ourselves to be present and a presence of the party of our community. We are so powerful, so magnificent, so cared for. We are free to choose however way we believe, we think and feel and act. And we're all part of this big idea, big field of potential and possibility. So we're allowing ourselves to breathe into our existence, allow the Christ self that magnificent idea of us being the perfect, the most perfect part of who and what we are to come forth right now. And whether we lean towards mysticism and experiencing and feeling or lean toward metaphysical interpretation toward thinking, we embrace both. We like to think about God, but need a little bit more feeling of it. We allow that to happen right now. Let us just feel God's 
in this room. Let us just feel God within us and let us feel God with each other. Let us feel God around the world right now as this beautiful idea of all existence to be shaped by the way we feel and think. And if we're lacking some understanding or it's gotten so complicated and we just don't want to think about it, then let's just sit with the reality of what we understand us to be and not be in judgment of that, but be in absolute, graceful embrace of that. Loving it, caring for it. No matter how we relate to God, no matter how we relate to each other, what's most important is that we have some form of willingness to grow into the most perfect idea of the presence that we call many names. So let us take a deep breath together. Breathe in deeply and find the calm and ease. Find that peace that passes all understanding. The silence that's underneath all of existence. That field of infinite possibility and potential. Connect with that. Connect with it in a way not to be scared, not to be overwhelmed, but connect with it in a way that you also, we also can tap into that and make the universe happen. Wherever we stand, however we feel, however we think, we all deserve to be here today and every day. We all deserve to have an experience and an understanding of who and what we are. So then we give thanks to ourselves first and foremost because it takes us to bring us about into this existence right now. It takes us to watch the service either in person or online or listening to the podcast or on the phone or watch it later. It takes us to do what is necessary to bring about God. God is beautiful because we are beautiful and we are grateful for that. God is gracious because we are gracious and we are grateful for that. God is at peace because we are at peace. 
and we are grateful for that. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org. 